Good morning and welcome to Morning Prayer on Thursday the 20th of August. Today we are remembering Bernard Abbott of Clairvaux, Teacher of Faith, 1153, and William and Catherine Booth, who I do know who these ones are. They are founders of the Salvation Army and I'm guessing the dates at the end, 1912 and 1890, when they died. Yes, husband and wife. I guess that. He was from Nottingham. She was from Derby. Super. A um, uh, quick look at the website, richmondhunselparish.org.uk, latest resources and podcasts. We've got all the resources still from the weekend. About to get added on is the YouTube video of the 915 uh, communion service, which Bishop John took yesterday. That service has now been reinstated. It is still spiritual communion, but you can join in as blended worship either in person or on Zoom or on dialing or watch it later on as um, we're going to put this link up for it just shortly on YouTube as well. Talking about YouTube, it is, of course, Martin and Anna's wedding on Saturday at four o'clock. Because of the current situation, obviously, um, it's, it's a very private wedding, but they have been incredibly generous and said that we can film it live uh, for it to be streamed on YouTube. If you would like a link for that and you don't already receive emails from us about services, just send myself or Scott an email or a message and we can get that link out to you just about 10 minutes before the service is due to start or you can watch it later on on YouTube. Church is open today for a private prayer between about nine o'clock and uh, mid-afternoon. Is that it? What do you think? That's good. And of course, on what's on, there's always the invitation for Zoom company at eight o'clock every night as well. So. Good. We have reached Thursday, GCSE results day. So we'll see how that goes. Can't be any more stressful than last Thursday. Uh, we pray for the students. Yeah. So we pray, we worship, and we start today uh, apart but united in prayer and worship O lord open our lips and our mouth shall proclaim your praise god be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us that your way may be known upon earth your saving power among all nations let the people praise you O god oh let all the peoples praise you let the nations rejoice and be glad, for you will judge the peoples righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then shall the earth bring forth her increase, and God, our own God, will bless us. God will bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. The night has passed, and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind. As we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you 
now and forever. Amen. We have Psalm 78. O Lord, how glorious are your works. Hear my teaching, O my people. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in the parable. I will pour forth mysteries from of old, such as we have heard and known, which our forebears have told us. We will not hide from their children, but will recount to generations to come the praises of the Lord and his power and the wonderful works he has done. He laid a solemn charge on Jacob and made it a law in Israel, which he commanded them to teach their children, that the generations to come might know, and the children yet unborn, that they in turn might tell it to their children, so that they might put their trust in God and not forget the deeds of God, but keep his commandments, and not be like their forebears, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast and whose spirit was not faithful to God. The people of Ephraim, armed with the bow, turned back to the day of battle. They did not keep the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law. They forgot what he had done and the wonders he had shown them. For he did marvellous things in the sight of their forebears, in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea and let them pass through. He made the waters stand still in a heap. He led them with a cloud by day and all the night through the, with a blaze of fire. He split the hard rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as from the great, great deep. He brought streams out of the rock and made water gush out like rivers. Yet for all this they sinned more against him and defied the Most High in the wilderness. They tested God in their hearts and demanded food for their craving. They spoke against God and said, Can God prepare a table in the wilderness? He struck the rock indeed, so that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. But can he give bread or provide meat for his people? When the Lord heard this, he was full of wrath. A fire was kindled against Jacob and his anger went out against Israel. For they had no faith in God and put no trust in his saving help. So he commanded the clouds above and opened the doors of heaven. He rained down upon them manna to eat and gave them the grain of heaven. So mortals ate the bread of angels. He sent them food in plenty. He caused the east wind to blow in the heavens and led out the south wind by his might. He rained flesh upon them as thick as dust and winged it foul like the sand of the sea. He let it fall in the midst of their camp and round about their tents. So they ate and were well filled, for he gave them what they desired. But they did not stop their craving. Their food was still in their mouths. When the anger of God rose against them and slew their strongest men and felled the flower of Israel. But for all this, they sinned yet more and put no faith in his wonderful works. 
but he brought their days to an end like a breath, and their years in sudden terror. Whenever he slew them, they would seek him. They would repent and earnestly seek for God. They remembered that God was their rock, and the Most High God their Redeemer. Yet they did but flatter him with their mouth and dissembled with their tongue. Their heart was not steadfast towards him, neither were they faithful to his covenant. But he was so merciful that he forgave their misdeeds and did not destroy them. Many a time he turned back his wrath and did not suffer his whole displeasure to be roused. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes by and does not return. O Lord, how glorious are your works. God, our Deliverer, as you led our ancestors through the wilderness, so lead us through the wilderness of this world, that we may be saved through Christ forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. So we continue through our journey through 1 Samuel, the story of Saul and David and Saul's son, Jonathan. And a sorry tale for Saul uh, in battle. Chapter 31. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the men of Israel fled before the Philistines, and many fell on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines overtook Saul and his sons, and the Philistines killed Jonathan and Abinadab and Melchizua, the sons of Saul. The battle pressed hard upon Saul. The archers found him, and he was badly wounded by them. Then Saul said to his armour-bearer, Draw your sword and thrust me through with it, so that these uncircumcised may not come and thrust me through and make sport of me. But his armour-bearer was unwilling, for he was terrified. So Saul took his own sword and fell upon it. When his armour-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he also fell upon his sword and died with him. So Saul and his three sons and his armour-bearer and all his men died together on the same day. When the men of Israel, who were on the other side of the valley, and those beyond the Jordan, saw that the men of Israel had fled, and that Saul and his sons were dead, they forsook their towns and fled. And the Philistines came and occupied them. The next day, when the Philistines came to strip the dead, they found Saul and his three sons fallen on Mount Gilboa. They cut off his head, stripped off his armour, and sent messengers throughout the lands of the Philistines to carry, to carry the good news to the houses of the idols and to the people. They put his armour in the temple of Astat, and they fastened his body to the wall of Bethshan. But when the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul, all the valiant men set out 
traveled all night long and took the body of Saul and the bodies of his sons from the wall of Bethshan. They came to Jabesh and burned them there. Then they took their bones and buried them under the tamarisk tree in Jabesh. And they fasted for seven days. Sleep with Jonathan. I have given you as a light to the nations. I now have called you in righteousness. Thus says God, who created the heavens, who fashioned the earth and all that dwells in it. Who gives breath to the people upon it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord and I have called you in righteousness. I have taken you by the hand and kept you. I have given you as a covenant to the people, a light to the nations to open the eyes that are blind. To bring out the captives from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I give to no other. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be for ever. Amen. I have given you as a light to the nations, and I have called you in righteousness. I'm hoping for a happy reading. Oh, <laughs> good luck. It's a bit gory, this one. Acts chapter 4. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. There was a Levite, a native of Cyprus, Joseph, to whom the apostles gave the name Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He sold a field that belonged to him, then brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. But a man named Ananias, with the consent of his wife, Sapphira, sold a piece of property. With his wife's knowledge, he kept back some of the proceeds and brought only a part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Ananias, Peter said, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, were not the proceeds at your disposal? How is it then that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You did not lie to us, but to God. Now, when Ananias heard these words, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard of it. The young men came and wrapped up his body, then carried him out and buried him. After an interval of about three hours, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter said to her, Tell me whether you and your husband sold the land for such and such a price. And she said, yes, that was the price. Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to put the spirit of the Lord to the test? 
Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and died. When the young men came in, they found her dead. So they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear seized the whole church and all who heard of these things. Oh, joy. You better have good prayers, boy. <laughs> hmm. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. I have called you by name. You are mine. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Uh, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Beautiful prayer. Those who are wise will shine as brightly as the heavens. And those who have instructed many in virtue will shine like stars for all eternity. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty saviour, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, God promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all that hate us, to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath God swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. And you, child, you shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of all their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. Those who are wise will shine as brightly as the heavens, and those who have instructed many in virtue will shine like stars for all eternity. So we bring our prayers on this Thursday morning as we continue to give thanks for this new day and we pray that we use it well. This day has so much to offer to our world. We pray that in this day the world gets to know its God better that we grow closer to our God, that we know the wisdom of God, that there is more love, more patience, more kindness. We pray with, with sorrow 
that so many of our Lord's values are ignored. There is much hatred and exploitation and selfishness and greed and division in our world. We pray for the peacemakers today. We pray for those trying to break down the barriers today. We pray for a greater understanding between individuals, between families, between nations. Those who will be trying to cross the channel today, those trying last night, those picked up and brought to safety but whose futures are uncertain, those whose whereabouts unknown and we bring before God in prayer the fact that there are so many people displaced or traveling who are unknown, invisible, unwanted. We pray, pray for a fairer distribution of the great wealth our world has to offer. We pray for those under crushing poverty, both overseas and at home. For those fearful for this day and this week, how to pay the bills, how to feed families. We pray for those who struggle to <clears throat> cope with everyday life, either because the pressures put upon them by their jobs or others or circumstances, or indeed pressures put upon themselves by their own behavior. We pray that cycles of destructive behavior can be broken. We pray for those working in care and support, especially work, those working, for, working with the young who should have their lives ahead of them. We pray for so many youngsters today receiving GCSE results. Pray especially for those <clears throat> not receiving the grades that they need for the future, they, future courses that they desperately want to join. We pray for that they will receive good advice. Pray for the emotional well-being of youngsters, for all youngsters who have been away from school for so long as they prepare for a full return in September. We pray for the schools already back in Scotland as they adapt to full opening and localised small outbreaks. We give thanks for good tracking, for good care. We give thanks for so many people recovering so quickly and we pray for those working for better treatment and for vaccines. And we pray for the particularly vulnerable, both now and in the weeks and months ahead. We give thanks for the adapti adaptability of businesses, for those serving the public, for those in shops, for those serving us and others, for those who have worked for us unseen in this last night. We pray for their safety. We pray for those working in our surgeries, care homes, hospitals, for those in our undertakers. We pray for those known to us who are ill in body, mind or spirit. And we pray for those who grieve at this time.
pray for grace this day. Now, in the minutes ahead, in the hours ahead, throughout this day, with all who we talk to, with all who we meet, and with ourselves, may there be patience and love, a love of others, a love of ourselves, and always a love of God, the God who loves us and knows us when we are awake and when we have been asleep, is always with us. Those wounded hands holding us tight and showing us the way that he would wish us go. Merciful Redeemer, who by the life and preaching of your servant Bernard rekindled, rekindled the radiant light of your church, grant us in our generation to be inflamed with the same spirit of discipline and love, and ever to walk before you as children of light, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And so let us pray with confidence, as our Saviour has taught us. Our, our Father, Father, who art in heaven, in heaven hallowed be thy name. name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless us, and preserve us from all evil, and keep us in eternal life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.